everyone, and welcome to Cult Cavern, where we explore cult films of the past and possibly the future. My name is Liz, I am a senior at Ithaca College, and I am a nerd, and you have to deal with it. Here, my guest today is Becca Hetzel. Hey guys, I'm also a junior at Ithaca College, both TVR majors. Hell yeah. Yes. Go Park. Oh yeah. All right, so Becca, what were your initial thoughts on our film of the day, which is The Autopsy of Jane Doe? Honestly, I didn't think it was going to be that interesting, but then looking into the movie more, it kind of got just, like, more complex and, like, plot twist here and there. Like, it was really scary, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of tension in this movie. Yes. What I found interesting about it is when you start watching it, it's, like, it's a weird family drama about coroners. So it's, like, there's just corpses in the background, and you don't expect it to be a horror movie, despite the corpses. No, because it starts off with his father, like, uh, father-son kind of relationship. And it's like, okay, well, like, their relationship is messed up. And all of a sudden, like, they're both corners. And then, like, they get this Jane Doe girl who comes in who's basically, like, the main character. And she kind of messes it all up. Oh, yeah. Which is so interesting. Okay, just for some quick background. This movie, The Unhub Jane Doe, was directed by Andre Ovridal. I am butchering this severely. He is Norwegian. Uh, this is his first English-language film. Um, his first f- film was 2010's Hunters, which was a found footage movie. Uh, it was written by Ian Goldberg and Ryan Nang. I'm also butchering that, and I apologize to that man. Uh, it stars Emile Hirsch as Austin, Brian Cox as Tommy, who's the father, and Olwyn Kelly as the corpse. And the corpse is actually a human most of the time. Yeah, that's a little fun fact yeah. I did not know while watching it. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it looks like a press the whole time. Like it's they like, could have oh, used it's a dummy. Human. Yeah. Um, Makes it, it was, more scary. Oh, it's very scary. Uh, it was released in 2016, and it is a psychological horror film about uh, Tommy and Austin, who are both of father and son quarters, who get a mysterious corpse named Jane Doe. And as they perform the autopsy, mysterious things begin to happen around the basement. It's kind of set dun, dun, dun. It's mysterious. So scary. It's very scary. So what I found interesting about the idea of this movie is it just kind of looks like it starts as a film drama it becomes a supernatural horror so quickly it's very it's it's quickly but also steady it's like they start pulling weird shit out of the body and it's like oh this is like just a mystery movie Mm -hmm. about a killer and then things get weird and then there's like another plot line with the son and like his girlfriend and that poor woman (laughs) We'll talk about her we'll later. We'll get into spoilers yes. in a couple Sorry, minutes. spoiler alert. So we're going to keep it vague for about a minute, and then we're going to get into spoilers, so you guys could enjoy this. Um, and if you want to actually watch it... Don't listen anymore. Uh, don't listen after a certain point. We'll let you know. But we're going to talk mostly non-spoilers, but we're going to get into some spoilers. Uh, so one of the most interesting things found about it was the idea of generation and family legacy, because Austin really wants to impress his father and have some... have. Brian Cox's character, uh, who's his father, have wants, a better connection. Yeah, a better connection, and have be proud of be proud of Austin for whatever. But he also wants to have his own legacy, not just be a coroner his whole life, which kind of frames the movie in the beginning. And you're wondering, like, how is this conflict gonna reach out? And it's all because the mother died. Yeah, the mother died. It's implied she committed suicide. Yes, but it's not confirmed nor denied. Uh, they there's a scene where Brian Cox is in a. Uh, elevator with his son and he uh, describes how he wished he could save his wife somehow if he saw something was wrong implying she probably had some more mental illness 
Which I feel like is the overall theme throughout the whole story. Oh, yeah. It's like repression of also family stuff. Depression, yes. Depression and repression. Yes. It's just very catchy. And Jane Doe just really puts it all out there. Oh, to yeah, she really does. Really, she really goes for it. I mean, it's all the emotions. There's so many emotions. And I think what I really enjoyed about it is you connect with the characters so much. Yes. And because you're stuck with them in a basement. Literally like, only, like, two characters there's only, talking. There's only two or three characters in this whole movie. Yes. Like, the girlfriend is barely a character, and the corpse is the other character. And there's the police, but they're barely in it, only yeah. in the beginning and end. It's that one guy from Game of Thrones. I don't really know. They're all, they all look the same, and they're British, so <laughs> I don't really know who he plays. I yes. think he might be dead on the show, but I can't remember right now, because I don't remember who died in one <laughs> order. Um, that's another podcast game that's of thrones. a different yes find a game of thrones podcast near you i'm sure twenty thousand exists. exist yes um uh, another theme i found interesting was this idea of illusion and misdirection because it starts out as a family drama and as it moves it becomes something else entirely and just becomes like like a psychological supernatural horror film and even for the characters it looked they have this corpse that looks plain and there's no damage to the outside, but there's so much more. Once you go deeper into it. Yeah. And once you cut in. There's no going back. There's no going back. You can't stop. And they try to stop, but they can't. <laughs> hint, hint to the end. <laughs> hint, hint. Hint, hint. Um, what did you think of the performances in this movie overall? Um, I thought it was actually pretty good. Like I said in the beginning, I thought it was going to be kind of like this like horror film that like wasn't really anything. But then when I started getting into it, a lot of the characters were more complex than I thought. And especially even though Jane Doe did not talk at all, she just had a lot to say. I have very powerful. She didn't vocalize it, but she was definitely something. And you'll obviously find that out if you watch the film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is when we get into spoilers. So yes. we're going to jump into Spoilerville right now. So <laughs> leave, um, leave at will if leave, you want. Leave. Um, come back at some point. Just fast forward and then we'll get to conclusions where we won't talk as much about spoilers. <laughs> so the twist is she is a witch from Salem Witch Trials out to seek revenge <laughs> for being forced to become a witch after being burned at the stake in a false trial. And then she becomes a real witch. Yeah. In the future. In the future. And she's from the 1600s, but she looks... She looks great. She looks normal. And even yeah. at the end of the movie, she's like back to normal again. Yeah, she's 400. She's like over 400 yes. years old at this point, And she looks looking she good. Looks amazing. <laughs> like, I don't know what that witch's diet's doing to her, but she's also dead. So, yes. Who knows? So, Is she, though? Is she actually no, dead? No, actually, yeah, they show her brain cells are still functioning. Yes. And then Austin's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Which is me the entire first no, time I saw this movie. Yes. Also, the second time you see this movie, and you know the twist, it's not as effective. No. But it, it works. I feel like it makes the movie come full circle in a way. Yeah, it makes more sense when yes. you know the twist. And I think, I like how things unravel slowly, mm-hmm. how it's, like, established, like, the dirt from under her nails is from the north, and, like, it's old ancient stuff being found in her body. Yes. And her goals are, like, just, she wants the pain to go away. That's all she wants. That's all she wants, so... So basically, if they never had touched her, she wouldn't have never had this experience with the father and son duo, and they would have never died. Yeah. No, also, everyone dies. Everyone, so yes. Like, Major girl, plot twist, actually. Girl, well, the sheriff doesn't die. But, no. Um, he might die soon. <laughs> actually, no. He tells the, tells the court. Yeah. They're going to a different county. Yeah, they're going to another county, but the guy driving the truck. Someone's going to have their hair issue. The guy driving the truck is screwed. Yes. 
Like the movie ends with her toe, big toe wing wiggling. Yes, and then it cuts to black. And Does that like, mean a second movie? I don't know. Um, like this movie made six million dollars the box office. Oh, oh wow! Well, it didn't really get a huge release, which yeah. is why we're talking about it on our cult movie podcast <laughs> because it doesn't have as much attention as it did at the time. It got a little bit of attention, most notably from horror master Stephen King, who tweeted uh, the autopsy of Jane Doe, visceral horror, and rival to rival Alien and early Cronenberg. Watch it, but not alone. Which is the most agree, it, definitely like, agree. It was the most attention it got in, in mainstream context. It was also the Toronto International Film Festival. But from what I could find on this, which isn't much, they didn't win anything, so it just kind of was there. So this movie doesn't really have a huge audience to it. Like, it's on Netflix? Yeah, honestly, if, like, I never would have watched it, I probably never yeah. would have clicked on it. But definitely watch it because I think it's definitely worth it. Oh, yeah, no. Like, like the horror... Netflix is full of terrible horror movies. Yes, I'm I just going to say this outright as a horror nerd who just wants to find good movies in my life. Like, Netflix is full of terrible, terrible horror movies that you shouldn't watch. This is not one of them. It is incredible. The tension is amazing. Like, the corpse has character. That's saying a lot to yes. uh, Overdahl, or Overdahl, or whatever you say his name. He's a very talented director. He's only done, like, three movies, so I hope he does more English-language features in the near future and not just found footage because he started out with found footage but now that we've gotten the vague spoilers but nothing too detailed no. we're gonna ask a question do you do you think that at some point this will be a cult movie in the future um oh god that's a big question like an evil dead following like level. kind of like something that people will look back on like kind of want to rewatch or like yeah like re-explore like we didn't appreciate this enough in its own time I definitely think so, because even watching it now, I'd say I definitely watch it again, because the characters, again, like, there's literally only three characters throughout the whole film that are mainly on the screen, and I also think having a Jane Doe, which one of the characters doesn't speak, like, says a lot about the movie, and I feel like um, only having three main actors and one of them not even speaking, like, is really powerful, and I think people should appreciate that more. Oh, yeah. I completely agree with you. Yes. I think that it is incredibly well made. Great acting. Great acting all around, especially Brian Cox, who yes. deserves way more attention gets <laughs> from our generation. He's such a grumbly old man. I love him so. But I think it's going to get a bigger following sometime in the future. So check it out. It's on Netflix. It's not too long. Spread the word. Spread the word. It's not, it's not too long either. So if you want a quick horror movie night, like that's it. There you go. All right, so we're going to come to the end of our podcast. I'd like to thank Becca Hetzel for speaking Thank to me. you. Uh, so next week we'll be exploring an older movie, Evil Dead, Night, Evil Dead from 1981, which I consider the ultimate cult horror movie. And it's been on my mind a lot lately because I'm working on the musical of it. So it's kind of been my life the past month and a half so far. <laughs> All right, so I hope you have a good cult cavern. I hope you have a spooky day. And 